From the Mitchell Center to Coleman Coliseum, the Bartow and Trojan Arenas. From Veterans Memorial Stadium to Legion Field to Hancock-Whitney Stadium. With a combined 75 years of experience in the sports radio world, these guys have spent their professional lives roaming the stadiums and arenas that host your favorite teams. And now, they invite you to join them inside the press box. Get ready for Chris Stewart. Throws it out. Norris left alone. Corner three. Red smoking hot. J.D. Byers. Three-step drop. Steps up. Looks. Swatted down. Set. Down he goes. Mike Grace. Curveball right back up the middle. They'll wave out and around third base. Slides into the dogs and won it. And the broadcasters, journalists, coaches, and game changers making today's news. <laughs> They're all here inside the press box. Welcome to the press box podcast. For my partners, Chris Stewart and JD Byers, I'm Mike Grace. What you're about to hear is just a slice of our press box radio show. Heard on great stations across Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. The show is our way of sharing with you the access we enjoy to a group of friends and colleagues who, like us, have the honor of working with and around the teams and the sports we all love. And we go. A little fun JSU music as we bring in the voice of the Gamecocks, assistant AD for broadcasting with Jacksonville State University. That's Mike Paris, an old friend. And Mike, great to have you with us inside the press box, man. I'm just glad to be inside the press box, fellas. <laughs> I can tell you honestly, I've never been on 20 East headed into Atlanta to hear the fight song from Jacksonville State, too. That's the first in my life. So thank you. Well, Mike, so welcome, Mike so Grace welcome. and Mike Paris, that's a really good combo. Grace can uh, can put anything together. He's going to make you feel at home. So we're glad you <laughs> – Look, glad you, I would, when, when you all asked me about doing this, I got to thinking that J.D. sort of left out of here probably. But we all have a mutual fin, uh, friend in Ray Hammett who told me about your show and listens to you guys. Yeah, yeah. So right yeah. about now, he if he's up – He's probably choking on his oatmeal hearing well, me on the radio and listening to me right now. And that so. brings in a great question, Mike. How are you guys able to function on the Gamecock Sports Network without Ray Hammett? Uh, I'll say it's been different. Yeah. Let me put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could always count on – You know, I could bore you to death with Hammett stories through the years and traveling and everything, some great stuff. So I'll just leave you with this one. Ask him next time you talk to him. 1992, we're at Georgia Southern. We're still Division Two, and they're at what was then 1AA. He almost decapitated himself jumping up and down in the press box because of a ceiling fan <laughs> in our booth. So, uh, I've been in that booth. I know, I know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> it hasn't changed much. We love you, Ray. We kid because we love you. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I was trying to think, too, as, the, as I'm sitting here looking at the high school state tournament regionals, and you've got – you got those going on in your campus at Jack State as as well. Between us, how many state tournament games, state playoff games have we all done? Oh man, uh, uh, a few for a number of years. I did most of the games at our place in the regional, and then was involved in the state tournament. And thankfully for me, the good Lord has blessed me in the fact that I'm employed by the university. And once I became an employee of the athletic department, if you're a member of a Division One athletic uh, department as an employee, 
you can't be involved in a high school event. That's right. And I thought about taking the NCAA to task, you know, (laughs) and limiting my ability to make some extra income there. Can't do radio, TV, PA, or anything for a high school event. But I never did challenge them, so. And you said Division One because I think Division Two can. Uh, the, yeah, they can. The guys over, yeah, yeah sure West can. Georgia was telling me they could. They, I think they appealed or got an opinion, and they can work for an athletic department and go do high school football on Friday night and do all kind of things. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm in your same boat there, Mike. And, and I more some old friends in the D two days who still do a lot of high school games on Friday night. I, I don't know how they do it. Quite honestly, do high school on Friday and then a college game on Saturday. But, you know, the thing is, I'm I'm able to do that. And, again, we're getting into some stuff people probably don't care about, but that's pretty much what we do for two hours every that's day. The hours a day. That's the show. <laughs> yep, welcome to the press box. But, but I can do games on Friday night because I'm not a university employee. I work for a company that is contracted uh-huh. right. by the University of Alabama. So that allows me to, to do high school games. Anyway, it ain't like a kid's sitting there on Friday night going, by golly. I heard Chris Stewart go in the game. I think I'm going to pick Alabama over Tennessee. Look, we, it's just Chris Stewart's Saban world. Ain't... We're all happy to be a part of it. Day in and day yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I may keep somebody from getting to uh, – I may, may hurt Alabama for getting a recruit, but I ain't getting him, getting one. Hey, talk. you're going to Atlanta right now. Even though yeah. you got baseball on your campus, you got all that basketball going on campus, you didn't go to get away from all that. But it's football season on your campus as well right you got a media event over there yeah well we're changing leagues uh we will join the asun officially july the first and they are having a press conference today we announced earlier this month making the move leaving the ovc and headed to the asun and they're actually going to have football in the asun for the first time in that league's history and we're part of it eastern kentucky's leaving the ovc and going central arkansas is joining the league north alabama's in the league and kennesaw uh, will be a part of that and Press conference coming up here in about an uh, hour, 15 minutes, so I'm en route to that. And then uh, get back in baseball today, and I'll get to see Mr. Stewart after a while, hopefully. Uh, to, we have, have baseball to, going on. Then we got uh, basketball Thursday, baseball again Friday. We'll have softball Friday. And then all of that's going on Saturday. And then we play our opener in the spring and football on Sunday. And we got volleyball Sunday afternoon. Tennis Sunday afternoon, and oh, by the way, Volleyball Monday and soccer starts their spring schedule one week from today. So if it bounces or you shoot it or you kick it, it's going on at Jacksonville State right now. And you get North Alabama back in the same league with you. And uh, we were all – I played at North Alabama. We were, you know, huge rivals back in the day in the Gulf South Conference. And uh, that'll be a little bittersweet. I know you guys went up to Florence – Right. And and beat the Lions this year and uh, one of just four games that the, the Lions played this year. But for Greg Seitz, it was a homecoming. Your athletics director is a University of North Alabama grad. You are correct, sir. I think you guys may have uh, spent some time together up there, didn't you? So, but, yeah, uh, yeah he went Good home. Guy, man. In fact, we had a four-year deal with North Alabama home and home for four years before all this happened with us changing leagues and, and getting in the league with them. So, I don't know what happens to the final two years of that deal because they came to us in uh, – in 19 and played uh you know we played four games in the spring the OVCs wasn't going to play a conference schedule and they said you could play up to four non-conference games so we went three and one in the fall and now playing seven games in the spring and and already uh have had a postponement now it wasn't because of the pandemic the weather situation in Nashville we could not get to to Tennessee State last week to play football and field conditions and things like that I was there Saturday 
doing basketball roughly about 100 yards from the football stadium, and we would have needed uh, skis or uh, skates or something to play at their football stadium on, on Sunday had, had we attempted to play a lot of snow and ice in the national area. So uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll play Sunday. And uh, Sports Illustrated, as a matter of fact, just did a, a feature. I don't know if it's out yet. I guess it is uh, about the fact, assuming we play all seven games in the spring, the four we played in the fall, and the full schedule coming up in the fall of 21, we'll play more games in more years than anybody else in college football at any level. I want to talk. We're talking to Mike Paris, the voice of the Jacksonville State Gamecocks, and, and J.D. having talked about his ties with UNA. I want to, I want to hear both of you. Kind of comment on this a little bit, if you will, and we'll start with with Mike. What it means to have that rivalry back and oh. be able to, to play that that game again, because you you guys made the move several years ago to right. Division One. It's relatively new for UNA, but bottom line, doesn't matter what division, those two schools meeting on one campus or the other, that's that's special, and that's a rivalry that really needed to come back, didn't it? Most definitely. You know, we made the move to Division One with the 95-96, and that's 1995-96 for the young people. Um, right. We made that move to Division One, and the initial – we were in the Southland Football League. Troy was in there with us at that time, and three schools in Texas, three in Louisiana. So we still had the natural rivalry in Troy, and then when they moved, made the move to FBS – we were the only school east of the Mississippi in the league, so that's when we made the move to the OVC. But even in the OVC, you know, Tennessee Tech's the closest school to us at three and a half hours. And we really, East Kentucky and to a degree, maybe Eastern Illinois, you know, some rivalry there, but nothing like we had in the old days. And I'll tell you, we've played North Alabama a few times in non-conference games, and now to be back on the schedule in football, basketball, baseball, and everything, to me, it's, you know, it's just going to add to the rivalry. And if I'm not mistaken, on the North Alabama side of it, we've played them more than anybody else in the history of their football program. And I think they're number two uh, with us as far as number of times played it with, with a common opponent or with an opponent. So, uh, you know, it's great. And, and now with, you know, travel a little bit easier, it's what, two and a half hours from Jacksonville to Florence and vice versa. So it's, I think it's just going to help us tremendously from a, a crowd standpoint. They normally bring a great crowd when they come to our place, and we'll take some folks up there, obviously, to their place as well. So I'm looking forward to that part of the deal and the move that we're making. And, and, and J.D., again, as a, a UNA alum your, yourself, that's pretty special to have that one back. Tuesday night basketball game, a student at, in Florence can get in a car and drive, you know, if they want to do the road trip, we did that when I was in Montevallo, we'd go to play Athens State. You know, it, it's nice to be able to do a, an up and back or an over and right. back. It's a late night. Oh, I may miss that 8 o'clock class the next day, but <laughs> you've at least got the op- – I was going to miss that 8 o'clock class for a home game. Yeah, really. But, really. you know, it was still an option to go and see a team or see a school on the midweek that you wouldn't have otherwise – when you're when you're stretched beyond the borders of your state oh yeah we we did that when uh north alabama won the basketball division two national championship in 91 and um yeah our grades were absolutely not affected at all that we would go follow them when they played jacksonville state and troy 
when they were yeah. all, <laughs> we did. Right. Yeah, they, they stayed all at a 4.0 perfectly. Yeah, we were passionate about following them. And fo- football really backed the basketball program back then. Uh, but but that rivalry, the uh, I think the statute of limitations have run out, and I really don't want to get PETA on us, but when we would get ready to play uh, Jacksonville State, we had a, an assistant coach named Raymond Monica, and uh, he was sure enough Cajun, and he had the greatest ideas. But anyway, uh, during game week of practice for the Jack State game, he uh, somehow went out and procured a Banty rooster, a Gamecock. Oh, no. He he had a he had it on a leash like a pet, and uh, at practice it would be on. You remember those little things you would screw down on the ground to keep your dog on a leash while you're doing yard work. Oh my God. <laughs> so this Banny Rooster, oh, it gets better. It gets better. That he's out there, you know, running around every time, every now and then he'd crow or, or whatever they do. And uh, we we're playing at Jacksonville State that year. We come to pregame meal at night, and we have our pre-dinner blessing uh, prayer. And then the whoever the, the chef or, or, you know, food people are at that larger hotel uh, comes out with this huge platter. We know it's a turkey. <laughs> we know it's a butterball turkey. But Raymond right. Monica says it's that Gamecock that was at practice all week. Oh. And everybody went up there and got a piece of it. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you what, we went out and hit Snowfield that next Saturday. We marched right down the field. And by golly, we scored. And on the extra point, uh, Tony Yancey didn't block anybody. I shook off the cobwebs on the extra point at about the 20, and we didn't score again. <laughs> uh, food poisoning. Uh, you know, uh, going back, this was actually predating me at Jacksonville State. It was, uh, and again, back in the Division Two days, hosted North Dakota State in a playoff yeah. game, and they were redoing it, Paul Snow Stadium as it was at that time. So, this was late 70s, I guess was when it was, early 80s. And uh, anyway, they had played the game in Anniston at Chinklot Memorial Stadium at Anniston High School. But uh, North Dakota State had some issues, stomach viruses and stuff, and they accused, uh, of food, accused the uh, Jacksonville State program of food poisoning in some form or fashion there because they had some guys that were not at full strength to the playoff game that day. And oh, by They've the way, had- Jacksonville State did win the game. They ain't never eaten green chicken before. That's a Southern uh, delicacy, isn't it? Uh, I think everybody, JD, at some point in time has probably used that against Jacksonville State. So they, well, they came south, never had grits and sawmill gravy. Is what it was. <laughs> they didn't agree with their stomach. It's real food, bona fide good. They just weren't used to it. But uh, yeah, there, man, there were some good ones uh, back in the day. You guys played North Alabama in baseball. Took two of one from them a year ago. Uh, you're coming down here, baseball. Uh, you right. got the midweek against the Crimson Tide. Uh, tonight, and then uh, March 12th, 13th, and 14th, a three-game series in Mobile against the Jaguars. Correct. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get down there and then back to Martin, Tennessee for a football game on Sunday. So uh, that's that's still in the works. And, you know, we haven't played you guys at South in the last couple of years, and I think that's a great series in baseball, uh, especially for us. Uh, and looking forward to y'all coming back because I think it's a home-and-home deal. That would be the first time you've seen our new facility. So, uh, we're yeah. very proud of that. I think it's, uh, you know, as good as, as anybody at, at our level and, and maybe beyond that is what we've done in baseball in the last couple of de- uh, years. And Jim Case is obviously excited about that. And, and it's helped us in more ways than one. Uh, we were supposed to go to Baylor and open the uh, uh, baseball season last weekend, but because of the bad weather out there in their area, that got canceled on Thursday morning. 
And next thing you know, you know, we're lining up stuff, uh, turf field. That helped out because of the rain and stuff locally. Uh, but we were able to line up a three-game weekend deal with, with opponents who also had games canceled. Tennessee Tech came down. And then we also had Southern Illinois and Alabama State. So had it not been for the facility, you probably wouldn't have been able to pull that off last weekend and get three games in that we weren't going to get because of the loss of the series at Baylor. So what did what'd you learn from the, the first weekend? And, again, that's kind of – like you said, the schedule was patched together, but, but for Jim, what did he find out in, in week one? And I understand how this works. It's, it's going to be a month from now before you really know what you right. have, but, but how did the first weekend go? Uh, we lost two out of three, uh, got, we're down eight to two, came back and cut it to eight to seven Friday against Southern Illinois, uh, Saturday beat Alabama state and then lost one, uh, tough one on Sunday against uh, Tennessee Tech. Uh, three errors, the first errors of the season in that Sunday game led to uh, half the runs, more than half the runs, I should say, that they scored. So, uh, you know, found out some things, I think, guys in the lineup, got a couple of transfers. One of them contributed significantly, and I think he's going to be an important addition to the squad and, and some freshmen that, that stepped up. We had a young man from up at Geraldine comes in and his first college game walks out there he's 94 95 the whole time so and uh and that got noticed in the opposing dugout especially when one batter three of buzzed right under his chin so um but he you know he he handled it very well and but jim case probably a little different than some guys he will play guys early in the season trying to figure out some things and a lot of times we don't start out with a great record but then we get to mid-season and then beyond you know, he knows what's going on, obviously, and gets it figured out, and it turns into a, a, a normally a very good season for us by the time it's over. Hey, we've only got a couple minutes with you, but tell me about football. And again, it is so different. You're you're playing the the shortened season, but it is a spring season, and thankfully, it looks like it's going to feel like spring when you guys are out there. It certainly does today. So, what's uh, what's it looking like for John Gross and that team? Well, we'll open up uh, Sunday against Tennessee Tech. We play a seven-game Ohio Valley Conference schedule. You play for a conference championship. FCS play also be the uh, carrot at the end. Now, they have trimmed it from 24 to 16 in this spring season, but we get an automatic bid if you win the league, and there will be some at-large bursts available as well. So we're picked second uh, going in in the preseason. Uh, we played pretty well in the fall, led Florida State into the second half before losing that one. We played pretty good down there, I thought. And I felt like we got better as we went along, and we beat FIU in the last game and had two guys that rushed for over 100 yards. First time that happened in a couple of years with two over 100 yards in a game. And uh, I thought we played very well defensively. We're not real big, not as big as we have been, but we run very good, a lot of quickness on defense. We won't have De- uh, our quarterback, Zeri Cooper, in the spring. He got injured in that FIU game, so he won't play in the spring. Give Zion Webb, a young man from Central High School of Phoenix City, a chance. and. I'm not saying he's Eli Jenkins, but he's that kind of quarterback. He's more of a dual threat who can run, and he's also got a terrific arm can throw it. So, I, you know, it's sort of crazy. It's going to be different. As you mentioned, the weather's supposed to be better this weekend. I thought, obviously, up until Thursday that we were going to play the game at Tennessee State last week. So I'm standing in snow in 25-degree weather doing interviews after practice last week, uh, last Tuesday, as a matter of fact. Uh, J.D., Greg Stewart, you recognize that name. He's back on our staff. Third time he's been at Jacksonville State as an assistant, and I was giving him a hard time. We're standing out on the practice field. I'm serious. It's 25 degrees and doing an interview with him. 
he said, oh, let's just do it right here. I don't want to go inside. Let's just stay out here in the weather. So, <laughs> real, real quick. After this he's been it. on the practice field for two hours. Real, real quick. This is it for the OBC, right? Next year you yes. go A-Sun? Yes. We're done Mike, June thanks. 30th, July 1st. We're in the uh, A-Sun. Appreciate Mike. you, buddy. Be safe going to Atlanta and getting back, and I'll see you this afternoon. Hey, guys, I appreciate it. Thanks. Good to talk to you. Welcome anytime, Mike Paris. Appreciate it, man. Great to talk to you. Voice of the Gamecocks of Jacksonville State University. That is Mike Paris, dear friend. Great to have him with us inside the Press Box for the first time, but certainly not the last. To find our daily radio show, just visit PressBoxRadio.com. Check the affiliates page there to find the station nearest you, the episodes page to hear the show on demand, or simply press the listen button to hear the Press Box anytime, 24-7. On social media, we're PressBoxRadio1. That's Pressbox Radio and the number one. And we'd love to hear from you. So shoot us an email anytime at theguys at pressboxradio.com. Simply theguys at pressboxradio.com. Until next time, for my partners Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. Thanking you for joining us here inside the Press Box.